In this episode, I'll answer a student's question about leading and following. So she wants to go deeper into following to create more harmony, but without giving up her leadership. I'll discuss some concepts around this and we'll also describe how to practice it with your horse. So here we go, episode 131, Leading and Following. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. As part of some of our online courses, we have live calls. So for the horsemanship course, uh, I do four live calls a year ongoing (laughs) for the sweet spot course. We do calls every week with myself and my D and coaches. And for the upward spiral course, which is the course after the sweet spot course, we do two calls a month um, with me. And they are so awesome because getting support along the way is so crucial to progress. And the online, you know, online learning is amazing, but what really makes all the difference is being able to ask a question when you need to, or talking to someone or helping someone, getting someone to help you problem solve, or just take a quick look at a video and let you know what they think. So we love having these live calls as part of our courses. And it's also the, you know, a chance to have some really cool discussions on, you know, whatever students need. Uh, some, some of the students on these calls, we've been following their progress, you know, over years, which is just so cool. Anyway, uh, recently I did a call for the Upward Spiral of Successful Gymnastics course. And someone asked a question about leading and following. And I thought it was an interesting enough concept. It's actually one of my favorite subjects (laughs) that even though these Q&A calls are really exclusive to students inside the courses, I thought, you know, I'm going to share this here to everybody on the podcast. Uh, So I hope you find it interesting. Uh, Consider it a little little gift uh, and maybe a little window inside Um, the courses and what it's like to participate in them and just be able to sit down and have some really cool uh, conversations. In the question, she refers to something from the Dressage Naturally book on page 168, where I talk about harmony being a horse and a human sharing the same picture. And I'm not going to read you um, that whole section, uh, but one quote from it is, that we can only lead that which we can follow. If we cannot go to harmony, then harmony cannot come to us. And so one of the most important keys to finding harmony with your horse is for us to be in harmony with them before we expect them to harmonize with us. The undemanding time that I've spent with my horses has paid off hugely in my training results and general partnership. What would it be like to spend a couple hours with your horse? Look where he looks, go where he goes walk like he walks, and feel his energy. Can you harmonize with him? 
can you give your horse the feeling of, hey, she's just like me. Skipping ahead uh, a paragraph or two, (laughs) I say, I write, um, when you truly release yourself to this moment, you may experience something other than leading or following. You may experience that your horse and you are sharing the moment. In that moment, neither is leading and neither is following. You are together and your horse is feeling the same thing. So now I will just let you join the Q&A call from the Upward Spiral course. You'll hear me uh, reading her question, then I answer the question for a while, (laughs) and then we chat a little bit more about it. So enjoy. She's been away on holidays and she's been reading the Dressage Naturally book um, about and the part where I talk about harmony on a page 168 says a horse and human sharing the same picture. And she said, I wanted to know more about following and leading as a concept and how I can understand this concept and apply it to my riding with our money to create harmony. Um, I'm at the equestrian park. I have a lot of access to acres with interesting things to play around. Armani's interest would be eating the best grass and exploring where he feels safe. Um, My why is to go deeper, to improve harmony, but to have balance. So Armani respects my leadership so we can have fun. Just wondering how you play with this concept with your horses. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's the leading and following is such a cool concept because it can, you know, everybody has a slightly different definition of it it can become almost philosophical uh, but you know to be practical you know think about there's two ways to get to harmony one is you go completely with your horse and you share what they're doing and the other way is that they share what you're doing so that makes sense anything else we're kind of in this in between negotiation thing And sometimes the easiest way to find harmony is to just do whatever the horse wants to do, right? That's the easiest way. And it's often an overlooked way, right? We humans tend to try to find the more complicated places. And that's why I think so much of this, you know, starting from and returning to relaxation is so powerful because like at least start with like, just do nothing, (laughs) just share the space with your horse and soak in that feeling of harmony. And that's really hard for humans to do because often we'll be standing still, but we're thinking things like, this is boring, or what is this? This isn't even a thing. Or I wish my horse, you know, would stop doing X, Y, or Z while I'm trying to do nothing. So that practice of just being 100% okay with whatever your horse is doing is a really, really good practice. Uh, and of course, there can be rules and limits for that, right? If your horse was galloping uh, towards a, a busy highway, you know, that's not a good time to harmonize with him. So the other end of the coin, or the, the other end of the coin, the other side of the coin <laughs> uh, is that when you have something that you want to do, you're able to have your horse come with you. So <clears throat> that's the communication piece and the motivation piece and you know how do we ride or be a good horseman so that when we ask our horse a question they end up going sure (laughs) sure I'll do that and the reality is that most 
moments are kind of in this weird space where, you know, we're, let's say we're trotting a 20 meter circle. It's our idea that we asked for the circle, but they maybe are doing the circle. And we're in one of those moments where they're like hooked on and they're in that sweet spot and they just let loose to it. And it feels like, oh my gosh, this is not taking any effort at all. And you could say, okay, we can be in harmony there, but who's leading, who's following? We can say we're following our horse, but the truth is, you're probably right, Renata, that if we were really letting the horse do whatever they want, they'd be eating grass. So there's this kind of shared moment where you lead your horse to do something that you ask them to do, and then you follow them in that. So that's active neutral right so that's that's the place where active neutral is so powerful because it is a harmonious movement you're not leading it like you're controlling it and you're not just doing whatever the horse wants to do but you had an idea you caused your horse to join you and now you're in this active neutral and then you know the the other reality is sometimes things change right so you're trotting this 20 meter circle, you're sharing this moment of like, oh my gosh, I don't even know who's leading and who's following. And then your horse has an idea. Maybe your horse like transitions to the canter and you didn't even ask for it. So your horse has now taken over the leadership, but it might be a really nice canter, you know, and they cantered because they felt ready to canter and they felt balanced and they felt like they wanted to. So of course those are the best transitions. And your steps in the canter, totally taking over the leadership. And in that split second, you go, oh my gosh, this is a nice canter. And you decide to follow him. So for a moment, your horse led, you followed, and now you're both cantering and you've switched into an active neutral for cantering. And now you're sharing this movement again, where in now, as you continue, it might, if it's a nice, you know, sweet spot and you're harmonizing with it and your best act, active neutral neither of you might know who's leading or who's following anymore. You're both just enjoying the canter. But it could be that you're trotting that 20 meter circle and then Armani goes, oh, look over there. I'm going to like make a U-turn and pull the reins and then go throw my head on the ground and eat some grass. And in the split second that you feel him doing that, you might go, oh, I'm still the leader. <laughs> I know in that shared moment, it was hard to tell who's leading and following. But when he asked that little question of like, hey, can I go over there and stop and eat grass? You could you could go oh, on the circle. And so there's a few strides maybe of you leading. Maybe he's not following so well, but you do all your horsemanship skills and rider skills. And then he's like, oh, OK, we're back on the circle. And now you're back in active neutral again. And sometimes those transitions between active neutral my horse leading me leading can happen like every few strides right so that's that moment where you're in neutral and then you go oops remember we're doing this and then you're back in neutral again and then you go oops remember we're doing this and you're back in neutral again and then pretty soon you're not having to spend so much time searching or correcting or reminding and you're spending more and more time enjoying 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 so that's the practical application of what's happening when we're leading and following 
And the alternative to what I just described, where it doesn't feel like those clear transitions would be something that we all experience (laughs) more than we would like sometimes, where let's say the horse it, you know, the horse offers to do something, but we don't really follow it. So the horse canters and we kind of wish he didn't canter, but we can't stop him. So he's cantering, but we're kind of wrestling with him to get back to a trot, you know, or um, we, you know, the horse has an idea and we go, no, I really would like you to stay on the circle, but we're not successful. So we wrestle and then, you know, we either have to over control or they end up doing whatever they want. Um, Or they offer something nice and we're not really following anymore because our brain was, is wishing or not paying attention or thinking of something else. So we get in that in between where we're not really following and we're not really leading either. And then that's not an active, neutral, yummy moment. That's just controlling, negotiating, you know, all those moments that aren't quite there yet. (laughs) And that's why we have to be careful because uh, we can live there a long time. Uh, so I think, you know, if you want to just kind of have fun, this is an exercise I I show in the horsemanship course where you on purpose go out with your horse and you go, okay, horse, you lead. I'm going to go wherever you want. And then you can do that for however long you want. And then at any moment you can go, okay, now I lead. And, and it could be simple. It could be a thing where you wander around and you go, okay, we're go- I'm going to go exactly here at this walk. And when we get to the tree, I'm going to switch and let you do whatever you want. And he can graze or he can go sniff around or whatever. And then you go, okay, now I'm the leader. And you follow me and you practice making those transitions easily. So you can practice giving up, feeling it's okay to give up leadership because you practice getting it back. And you know, yeah, I can let my horse do whatever he wants because I know in a heartbeat, I'll have them back. I'll be like, Hey, Armani. <laughs> hey, Armani. I'm back. At, I'm, I'm the leader now <laughs> and come to attention and all that. Okay. So I've been yammering on for a little while. Hopefully the meeting is still running and here's all are still there. Uh, so let's hear if that helped Renata. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are going to be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls, and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. Yes, Tanaka, 
that was really what I wanted to hear. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah now that, especially with the leading and the following bit. And um, yeah, I forgot about the horsemanship course, so I'll, about the leading and following, I'll look that up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to have a session where I just let Amani lead. Mm-hmm. And that could I've be really fun. That with, I've seen you do that with Natia, I think, in one of the videos somewhere, and and she does awesome things. I don't think Amani would do that. <laughs> do you know well, what I'm it, it can about? be really, it can be really fun. Like if I want to have a, an amusing day, um, yeah. getting on ovation, getting on ovation and letting him do what he wants is hilarious. He is the king of the U-turn. So oh, he'll just, not. he'll like boldly go and then he'll do a U-turn. Yeah. Like really confidently. And then he'll like do another U-turn. And and yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's really interesting to see their mind work. And then he likes to go to a couple particular trees and just meditate there for a while. And then he'll go. So, yeah. so it can be really, really fun. And you're allowed to have boundaries of like which gate it's at or you know, you just have to know your boundaries to keep it safe, but it's, yes. it's a really excellent exercise to practice. I think most of the time we humans um, don't spend enough time just, you know, on purpose following mentally, emotionally, mm. and physically a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. It was, was a ovation. Yeah. Which, oh, well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. And um I hope to have some fun with it when I get back from my holidays. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, one other thing is like, you can have whatever rules you want. So um, yeah. if Armani just grazes and you're like, yeah. you know, okay, that was fun for the first session, but you can have a rule going, you can go wherever you want as long as you stay at a walk, mm. you know, so you can have rules and it's really nice to practice you separating out you know, can you completely follow the line of direction while leading, you know, that it, it needs to be a walk, any kind of walk, but you can, yeah. but if he stops walking, then you do something to cause it to be a walk again, whether he stops mm -hmm. or he trots, like you, you can decide to have some rules. And I think mm -hmm. that's a really, another fun exercise to say, can I, can I, talk to you about one thing but not talk to you about anything else so that's another good exercise of just your own focus can I talk to him about his you know staying at the walk um without taking over control of the reins or the direction oh that's awesome I went to a Pirelli clinic years ago and they did the passenger lesson I think there was four horses in it one mm -hmm. horse did not move for a whole hour. I think it moved one step. She just sat there and did, she, the other horses want to come to it, but she had her carrot stick and she would yeah. do the friendly to show it away. And then there's the others running around. But I was just amazed that mm -hmm. this one was a left brain, probably introvert, and it never moved. But it did improve. Well, that's <laughs> that the thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's really powerful to let the horse mm -hmm. do their idea because, mm -hmm. you know, and because often what will happen 
if like if I did the if I do this in an arena, what often happens is there'll be an initial little bit of chaos, and then the horse will get on a pattern. Whatever the pattern is, whether it's just standing still or they like go to that corner and then they stop and then they turn around, then they go to a different corner and then they stop and it'll be like the same pattern. And it's really interesting to not interrupt it. And then at some point they change their mind. They go, I think I'd like to do something different. (laughs) And that process of a horse thinking, I'm going to do something differently is a really important process for training a horse, right? Mm -hmm. A horse who doesn't ever think, huh, maybe I should try something different is really hard to train, right? So Mm -hmm. whatever their idea is, if we're kind of feeling safe with it, it can be very, very interesting to let them do their idea. Maybe that horse who didn't move like always is being pushed and and it's always thinking, Mm -hmm. oh God, I just want to stand still. So let it stand Mm -hmm. still. And then at some point, it'll probably think, you know, I think I'd like to go over there. (laughs) And that switch of the horse going, I think I'd like to do something different is more powerful than any kind of pushing, you know, pushing you can do because it's the horse saying, I I would actually like to move now. (laughs) So I, yeah, I think it could be, there's so many different ways to think about it, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, have fun with it. And I'll be curious to see what you guys come up with. Yeah, I know Marnie won't stand there. He will move at least. <laughs> He's curious. More curious. But that, yeah. that, that lady, that girl, though, she's, she'd be probably a level four and she does demonstrations now with that horse. Mm-hmm. So they've moved on. <laughs> yeah, and you can learn, you can learn, like, what, what does Armani think is the tasty grass? Like, I know mm. what weeds my horse is like. I'm like, really? You guys like eating that stuff? They're like, Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't look very tasty, but they're, oh God, mom, you have no idea. This stuff right here, this is the bomb. (laughs) You know, so you learn something. (laughs) Yeah, all right. And I like loves thistles and things. Anyway, thank you so much. (laughs) Right. You're welcome. (laughs) If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Until next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.